summer's heating up, and so are the Marvelists. July brings out the best and worst of both universes. Avengers, look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yes, it's Marvel versus DC, and you won't want to miss any of it. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Until he can find a way to control the raging spirit that dwells within him. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> Welcome everyone to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And before we get into the usual rigmarole of this episode involving Marvel vs. DC and introducing our special guest co-hosts... Plural. Yes. We want to tell you all at home how you can get a hold of us on them our social medias. Do it! First off, go on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at... The Marvelists. Give myself a follow on Twitter at Peter Melnick on Facebook at Peter Melnick Podcaster on Instagram also at Peter Melnick. It's kind of on the same tin thing. I botched that expression, but whatever. You can also find Eddie on 
Instagram at Eddie9193. You can also listen to us on a wide variety of audio platforms, including iTunes, where we want you to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Not Sonny. <laughs> I got you, babe. Boy, you're like you're the wheels are already turning, aren't they, John? <laughs> and in <laughs> there's one of our special guests. He's flipping out because he's seeing us as well as hearing us. Oh my god! You guys. But you can also listen to us on a wide variety of iOS and Android devices, including TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Podbean, among many others. But when we said Stitcher, oh, and also Spotify. But when we said Stitcher, mm. go on WolverinePodcast.com and use the promo code at checkout. Marvelists. And when you do, you get one free month of Stitcher Premium, and you can cancel it at any time. But we recommend you stay, because tell John Q. Stitcher, hey, Hey, stay. I like these guys. Support them. But you can... That's my hack help. But uh, you can listen to the show on those platforms and with Stitcher Premium. I'm I'm rambling now. Good Lord. Now? Just now? (laughs) You stop both of that. All of you guys stop that. But... When you're on Stitcher Premium, you can listen to a plethora of audio content. I gotta clean the mic. Now. Damn right you do. But you can listen to the Mark Marin archives, which are the WTF archives. You can listen to the Weird Al Yankovic concert archives, the Smadcast archives, the Earwolf archives, among many others. But we recommend you check out Marvel's Wolverine: The Long Night and the follow-up serialized audio format thingy, written by comic book creators and everybody. It is Wolverine. No Lost Trail. Eddie was just like waiting. Come on, get on with it. Get on with it. Three little words and finally, I love you. No, it's not those three little words, Eddie. Get out now. (laughs) (laughs) But you can listen to all of those shows and we do recommend signing up for it. You're under arrest. (laughs) It's Technically, there's a contraction in there with your, so it's technically four. Think about it. Are you thinking about it? Audience at home, are you thinking about it? No, they're thinking too about much. It. They're thinking, Peter, shut the hell up and just get the show on the road. Anyway, WolverinePodcast.com and use the promo code at checkout. Marvelists. And when you do, you get the one free month, and it's only four ninety nine a month afterwards. Not four hundred and ninety nine dollars a month. Although realistically, guys, you pay four hundred and ninety nine dollars, you get your money's worth with that. But it's a bargain at only four dollars and ninety nine pennies a month. See. Well, I mean, you could use quarters in that 99 cents if you want to. And then you can use half of it as penny. You can use 50 pennies. If you have to. Or you can use just, like, mix things up and just make it, just make it a little bit different. Use some dimes and It's pennies. all change. But don't use Canadian ones. Sometimes although, they work. Although our neighbors up North America's hat, you know, we appreciate them. It does look like a hat a little bit. We do, it? eh? Oh, take off, you hoser. Take off to the great unknown. Ah, oh, man. So, Marvel versus DC, we got another one, and... This episode is going to launch into August, probably, so this month is extending somehow, but... It happens. It happens, and things happen. Like the extended intro to this episode. Yes. Of Marvel and DC tidbits, snidbits, and audio what's stuff. A, what's a snidbit? Just a combination of syllables that I jam together. Is it like the off-brand Fitbit? It's an Eddie Wilson original. You heard it here first. Snidbit. It's like Smodcast. Get into the microphone, John. It's like Smodcast. Oh, Smodcast. <laughs> okay. But... We want to introduce our special guest for this topic of best movie ever, you guys. Marvel versus DC, Captain America, the Winter Soldier versus the Dark Knight. 
First, we want to introduce our audio engineer, John Sherburn, returning to the show for like an 80th time. No. Fourth time, maybe. Well, I mean, you do the outros. And then we have for the 81st time. (laughs) Ah, The levels. Charles Perallo here, ready to show why Dark Knight wins. (laughs) Ow, my ears. Goddamn. Happy editing. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, he's not going to remember that that when, you know, you get the audio and then you're just going to have your ears die again. Uh, yep. But we want to talk about why these movies are important. First off, let's talk about Winter Soldier, which came out in 2014. It was a part of phase two of the Marvel Universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sorry, but I love that movie. I remember watching it in a dingy cinema when it first came out and... I didn't realize I was watching a quote-unquote special movie for the MCU at that point because, to be honest, I wasn't as heavily invested. Although, I would say that was the first movie that I start I saw and I consecutively saw all the other ones afterwards. In so the like, dingy theater afterwards, right? Yeah, this, Consistently? No, okay. no, I went to the uh, AMC in You cleaned it up. Okay, you're talking about the other... Um, the Dolson Cinema, which ah. they have communal 3D glasses. Ugh. Oh, my. Yeah. Every scene you pass them down one. They can't afford to give you 3D glasses like that you can keep. No, they have communal. And Do they wash them? I would imagine, but it's Dawson, so probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Shout out to Dawson. Well, I guess it's not a shout out. I think I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Clean the it theater, up. Your I'm theater much, sucks, that but what sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. But you pay one price. It's cash only. Oh, good for them. <laughs> and their movie tickets are literally the stubs, just like the little... Your raffle ticket stubs. Well, so, okay. But it's still out there. Well, the truth is out there. Ooh, X-Files. That I thought that was... I couldn't, I couldn't tell. He couldn't pitch that high. Oh, sorry. Ooh. There we go. <laughs> sorry, I visited a proctologist. It's all in the nads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Charles' reaction is just... He's waiting for his next break-in moment. <laughs> When's it going to be my time? I was told this was Winter Soldier. I'm Batman. <laughs> Well, That's all I've got right now. It happens. But in regards to going to see that, that was actually the first movie of the MCU that I started seeing consecutively. So I didn't miss a movie in theaters afterwards. Like I skipped Thor The Dark World and so did most self-respecting moviegoers. Hey. <laughs> What's the name of the villain, Eddie? Malekith. You know, wait, wait, wait. You're telling me I saw Thor The Dark World in theaters and not you? You're like, like you, you, yeah. there, was, there was a Marvel film that... <laughs> You saw that you did not see in theaters, and I did. I did. I, the, out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, I have not seen in theaters. Iron Man, Captain, or Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Thor, Thor: The Dark World, and I haven't seen Captain America in a movie theater, but I saw it in a drive-in, and it still counts. But mm-hmm. you know, you want to have that whole, golly gee whiz, I'm in an air-conditioned movie theater right now. And yeah, I mean, I consider going to a drive-in as a step above the movie theater. Though. You think so? I, yeah, I don't know why. It just has like kind of like a 1950s feel. That works for Captain America's too. This oh well, yeah. But when like, none of us were alive in the 50s, that's exactly right. <laughs> none of us. Well, we were in theory. We were all we were. <laughs> we were all part of biology. <laughs> but I think we're moving away. And uh, Winter Soldier, well, I, well, Peter. I, well, I do have to say, you, on the topic of drive-ins, just because I got to go this past weekend to go see Goonies and Gremlins in a drive-in theater, and it was an experience to see those kind of movies. But they were showing yeah. movies with the letter G in them? It, it's, yeah, but it's also like it was a vote, which uh, Warner Brothers movie do you want to see this weekend? 
So they had a sponsorship, w- w- I guess. Was the theme just, hey, movies 80s. you uh, movies you were not old enough to see, um, and anyone who saw them in theaters now has an AARP card. How dare you, sir? Close. Close. All right. They had what they had a Beetlejuice, I believe, and that was an option. Okay. But Captain America, Captain America, Captain America, because then the topic shows up. So we <laughs> Hello, Topic. I saw Captain America the Winter Soldier with a friend of mine who was like a diehard Captain America fan. Not you. Oh, because he would have been in costume too then. No, he wouldn't. He doesn't do the cosplay. He's a funeral director. So he's <laughs> Well, it's a diversion. I mean, you know, it's, but it's an outlet. I, I always associated him with Captain America before I... This was, I want to say, after I met you, but I didn't know your Captain America obsession. Ah, uh, okay. So when I met, when I went with him, I was like, I'm going to see a Captain America movie with Captain America. <laughs> I don't know why I just turned into, like, you know, a random, like, doughy guy in a 50s movie, but... You're kind of a movie cap fanboy there then, for a the minute. But just the idea of seeing a Captain America movie in the theaters, and this one... It was cool, and I when I watched it, I did. I wasn't as heavily invested in these movies as I am now. I was like, "Wow, I get to see a Marvel movie in theaters. This is cool." I'll put a quarter to it. I'm just a little invested, yeah. And I didn't know like Robert Redford was in the movie. Who, by the way, I mentioned it to you guys in the group chat right before we did this, and obviously the audience at home knows about the group chat, right, right? guys? Yeah, yeah. Saw you it's a term. It. It's a it's a thing, but it's not anything. Ever ever loving blue eyed, exactly. But you said. I mentioned, what if they did a 1970s Captain America, like the, you know, back in the day on film, not a TV movie, but a movie movie with Robert Redford and Paul Newman. Paul Newman is Captain America, Robert Redford as Bucky. So like the Sunshine Boys part two. Yeah. But with super, 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 super and suck attack. Go with that one, Sylvester. (laughs) Super soldier serum. But incorporate that. Everybody has some. It's good. But Paul Newman is a phenomenal actor, and he would have made a great Captain America. Yep. So that's true. That's it. Fan cast. My dream casting of like a '70s Captain America movie. Now, no disrespect to the legendary Reb Brown, by the way, who is a friend of the show, which is kind of cool. Exactly. So he'll be appearing, I believe, at Terrificon, August 9th, 10th, and 11th in Uncasville, CT, at the Mohegan Sun Casino. Hello, Mitch Halleck. Well, you'll also find the King of the Nerds. Yes. Yes. By the way, just do a quick fan thing. Uh, is everyone aware of who the original Captain American actor, uh, Captain America actor, was from 1990s film? Oh yeah, J.D. Salinger's kid. Yeah, that, that that's just a fun fact. I just, yeah. just had to bring that up. Matt Salinger. I didn't know that. I mean, Catcher in the Rye, Captain America style. For sure. <laughs> American literature at its finest. Is it really though? I don't know. Catcher, just sounded like a good thing. Catcher segue. in the Rye is pretty meh. Let's go with the Grapes of Wrath. That's a good book. It was. Or or On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Ooh, don't get me on that beat literature. On the Road. Okay. On the Road again. Thanks, Willie. Gonna go back to our topic at hand. <laughs> I shoehorned the lyrics, but still, people. Yeah. Anyway, so with the movie, I enjoyed what I was seeing. But then everyone afterwards, word of mouth spread about this movie, and it started to develop its own thing of being the best movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And to this day... A lot of people still say it is the best film out of all of these. And why? We're going to tell you. Because great casting, great action, great direction. There's so much great stuff about this movie. And it's fun. It's one of those movies. It's like a hangover movie. You're drunk. You're shit-faced. You wake up in the morning. I'm going to go watch a movie. I don't need to really understand a lot going on, but I'll turn it on. And any moment in the movie you turn it on, you know what's going on. You don't need like, what happened five minutes ago? 
you know. Because it's still, it's a movie that is self-explanatory in what it's doing. And you can jump in at any point and still be enthralled. I thought when we first discussed this in our going through all the movies leading up to... The Road to Infinity War. Exactly. That it was interpreted maybe well-liked by a mass audience because it was of a certain type of film and yeah. not overly superhero-ish. It, it was a genre film. It was a political thriller. Political thriller, yeah. And to say one of these movies is a political thriller and then another movie is a heist movie and then another movie is a space opera, it's the cool thing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You have all these different hodgepodge of genres. Spin the wheel of genre. Let's see where we land. And you make something that works. And that's, that's a, again, what Kevin Feige does. He helps make things that work. That's why I like this film, too, is I th just because of its genre bending, I guess. It's, it's the first film in the Marvel's, like, handbook to really do this. Right. And afterwards, they've done it since then a couple other times, and they've all been successful shots. So um, I think this was a good uh, direction for them to go, the more, the like, conspiracy kind of film. Con did someone say conspiracy? It's me, your old pal, Jesse Ventura. I'm turning him into Macho Man. <laughs> I'm sure you might interview with Jesse Ventura. No, but I need to see it because I, my uh, buddy Chad Young of HorrorMovieBarbecue.com, he got to meet him and he's taking a photo with Jesse. And Jesse talks so much, much like me, that during the photo his mouth was open because he was in mid-conversation. So they just said, screw it and took the photo. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's that's my photo with him. He's he's absolutely out of his mind. It, but is he mid-sentence? But, but I'm, but I, yes, yes. But I, I believe it. No, he is mid-sentence. But I, I'm just going to say this though. Um. So am I the only one that doesn't have quite as positive of a review of... Um... No, there's Josh Rosengren who thinks it's the one of the worst movies ever made. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, he I... really does. Oh, I got to talk to that boy. And then he once went on before, remember? I think Captain America Fantastic... Or I think Fantastic Four 2015 was the better movie. Well, uh, I mean, by the way, that's my impression of my best friend. Well, well, well that's just the mentally ill right there speaking. I, I'm just <laughs> How say, dare you, sir? But, but I'm going to just uh, you know make this little point right here. Um, you know, my negative review is that it's not a bad movie by any means. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie, but it's, it's not as great probably to you as it is the other ones well, or anything else. Well, it's not definitely not as good as The Dark Knight. It's not the best Marvel movie. I think that if we're going to go just by like the Avengers movies, the first Avengers is better. I think... Uh, How does it fare against Addicted to Love starring uh, noted car accident? And Robert Palmer. Or, what? I, <laughs> noted. I, I, noted don't, uh, I don't recall those being in the MCU. But uh, this is this is not even the best Captain America Captain America movie. I think Civil War really? is actually a better movie because Civil War, you know, you see all these characters interact. You get Spider Man there, and I thought well, it was just a stronger film. This, you know, was okay. But I, I like I saw it, and I remember reading all the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, oh, okay, this is going to be really good. And I, I go to see it. I'm like, you know, I mean, this just kind of felt like the same as like the other action movies. I, I mean, I can kind of see why people like it. it. It sort of raised the bar a little bit. but It has iconic scenes. All right, before we start, does anyone want to get out? Or whatever he yeah, said. I botched the line. Scene. but Yes, there's Which begin. iconic scenes? You're talking your, about in, in the Winter elevator Soldier. Scene. Yes, yeah. exactly. Elevator there's On Your Left. Big, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a good one. I'll say that. There's exactly. the whole him with the list of like, I'll, all right, I'll put it on the list. There's things like that. There's a lot of iconic lines, a lot of iconic moments. And you couldn't get to Civil War without what came before that so for the list you're talking about like what the stuff he has to well, see now that he's yeah. come back in yeah. every country they released the movie and it was a different list which really? I just found out today oh, yeah, what different items cool. on the list well yep. maybe so that particular country could relate better yes I yeah, think. Oh, that's why yeah and it's like I was no Marvin Gaye for you sorry uh, I can't wait to watch Captain Brazil the I mean, Winter Soldier 
Solstice. Well, when he watches, uh, <laughs> when he watches Star Wars, is he going to have any Nick Fury confusions? See, there's there was a meme where it was uh, recently I saw where you see Thor watching uh, the prequels and he goes, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, I recognize her. She she's Jane." That's funny. So, well, it was okay. Ha, ha. But I would say the Captain America movies have the most stellar trilogy because. Captain, I mean, Iron Man 1 and Iron Man... Or Iron Man 1 is a masterpiece. It's an example of how to make a comic book movie fun and engaging and just good. That people would want to see. Iron <laughs> Man 2 is okay. It's not as bad as everyone says it is, but it's a movie. It is it's a movie. the height of mediocrity. Iron, no, because it's still good. There's still... Again, I said the height. But it's, <laughs> but it's a okay movie. It's not mediocre. It's a good movie. Iron Man 3... Well, you know. I liked it. You would. What, left you waiting on the roof, too? Like Killian? Wait, wait, you didn't like it? I liked it in my initial viewing way back in 2013, mostly because I had an Iron Man popcorn bucket made of metal. I liked it more than Winter, uh, Winter Soldier. Hmm. <sighs> wait, wait, wait. I don't wait, know Okay, that's that. a hot take. Wait, 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 what's with this notice I'm being left, I'm being kicked out? <laughs> wait, what, 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 what? All right, we're going to put you on a donkey and just, you know, put a bucket on your head and throw you out. Damn. <laughs> It was nice knowing you guys. He was shunned. Please. I like, um, I don't know, with Winter Soldier, I think it's interesting the idea it had with, like, the who can you trust kind of element, because that's come, I think that's aged really well now with Well, we find that out right away when Fury says, trust no one. Done. That's it. But with the Captain Marvel movie coming out, I think it's added a lot more depth to that, because after the Captain Marvel movie, he knows that everything's not as it seems anyway, so I think it's aged well as as a comment. What? One thing I do really like about the film is I actually think this was uh, Scarlett Johansson's best performance as yes. Black Widow. Yes, absolutely. Easily, yes. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, like, you know, the right amount of sexy, the right amount of serious, and she's also And the funny. right amount of badass. Like, you know, just her eating the damn gum. It's like, it's just the, Yeah, and just the, un- the uh, uncertainty, too, about her not knowing. She's not telling you everything about her in certain mm-hmm. instances. Yeah. And that's, I'm curious about the Black Widow movie coming up because there's so much mystery to the character. Do you really want to make a whole movie where a lot of what we were wondering about is going to be told. I don't want to know about Budapest. I want it to be its own mysterious thing. And now they're filming in Budapest. We might find out what you, happened. You know, we're going to find out. Why not? We, why shouldn't we find out? How long do you want to stretch that thread because out? Because I like the idea of a secret. I don't want, you know, to know everything. I like that allure of... Nobody tell Peter about Santa Claus. <laughs> well, they do exist. What about him? He does exist. All right. Avengers Age of Ultron. And you're not sure... Until for certain Endgame that Steve Rogers moved that hammer. So you stretched it out a lot of films to get to that point. Man, I think when, we can find out the Budapest reveal and I'm not be I'm excited uh, to find out how the Joker's origin is. His real origin. No, you want to have that aspect because it makes you want to be like, give your own theories of it. I think if, it, if it's well done, I have no problem seeing it. The bigger issue is when they release a film and they reveal a big secret and then it's not that good of a yeah. And that's yes. the thing that I think is the problem with a movie like, what if Budapest isn't that cool? And yeah. Right. You did say the Joker and um, just for the Dark Knight, he is a soldier, uh, probably. Maybe. Probably. You can't You can't be sure. <sighs> but No, you can't be sure. I think you're right because with the previews we're seeing for the upcoming Joker movie. Oh, yes. You know. I like, and I, Man, my favorite thing about that was former guest of the show, C.J. Mira. He brought up... He was still a guest. 
Well, yeah, and he'll be on again probably. <laughs> but the whole that scene was pretty where... sad actually. That was like I was like we lost him. We lost him in that car accident. Yeah, we lost the audio Jeez. files. We, we he's stuck in between the couch cushions. Just, mm. We can't find him. Oh, no. But that one part of watching Joaquin's Joker going up the stairs, and you don't see him go all the way up to the final step, and then the next shot later on in the trailer is you see him going down the stairs because mm-hmm. the stairs are rep- representing his sanity, and. Getting to being a normal functioning human being is getting to the top of the stairs. It doesn't and he just quite embraces happen. it and just goes down. I love that about it's that. The secret. By the way, could anyone like get a video of uh, Jared Leto watching the Joker trailer for the first Ouch. time? Ouch! <laughs> Big oof. Oof. No, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I actually was fully supportive of Jared Leto to be the Joker. I was too. And Same. my God, that was the worst performance I've ever seen. I don't know how much was his fault either, though. I'm sure they cut a lot of that out. So. No, no, he was terrible even for the parts he was in. Like he, what was with the hunka, voice? Hunka. What was the voice? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they made him just look like I, I don't even know what he was. On my Facebook uh, page, there's uh, the Facebook memories, yep. and one year ago, or uh, three years ago today, I bought tickets to go see Suicide Squad, and I took a picture of the ticket mm-hmm. stub and I go. I can't wait. I'm like, I bet you can. I bet you can. <laughs> I mean, that was $12 wasted. I'm just it was saying. 3D, so it was 17 <laughs> 17 bucks. I'm talking the big money now. Smackers. Oh, man. Okay, so I think just, uh, you know, getting back into the Winter Soldier thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think to make it easy, uh, could anyone give a 1 to 10 on it? Uh, Peter. Do we end with that? 9. I'd say probably an 8 and a half if we're doing out of 5. Eddie. I'm going 9 and a half. If we're going to go to 10, since I guess we are. No, we're going with 11. I'm going to give a 7.5. Well, that is actually pretty kind of you, actually. (laughs) You know. I was bracing for worse. I mean, the other film we're going to talk about, I'd give a freaking 1,000 to, but uh, we will move to that when we get to it. Take two zeros away, please. Well, when it came to... And a comma. Let's get into Dark Knight. When I saw Dark Knight, I didn't see it. I can't see a thing. How? Just leave me alone here. I totally did not see it on a uh, bootleg DVD or any of that. You know, I never got to see it that way. I, I, I saw it on home video. Wink, hey. wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more because I wasn't a broke college kid. But what I remember seeing of it during that initial viewing, yeah, I was thinking to myself, this is something special. This is the game changer for the comic book film genre. And up to that point, my exposure to the Batman movies was, of course, the Keaton movies. Of course, Val Kilmer's foray and (laughs) bat nipples. But I loved watching that. But I'm one of those people as well that I'll be that guy. Ledger's Joker is great. Nicholson's better. Oh. What the? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. He was the one that the introduced microphone. me to the character, and I just still think he is still the best. Well, it depends what you like in the Joker, yeah. too. Uh, you, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there, sorry. I'm sorry. 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 Like, you know, it's all right to like a movie. I'm sorry. Joe's in between. <laughs> Joe is in between us. Man, this how is, you doing, Joe? This is, this is, I'm doing good. <laughs> Man, let, Joe Sherburn. Let, let me just let me just make this clear. Let me are you wait? Clear. Are you Swedish? <laughs> let, me, let me just make this clear. Like, that N is pronounced as an E. <laughs> His name is John, by the way. Let, let, let me just make this clear. When it comes to that opinion. I am Israel. You are Palestine. This is everything in between right <laughs> oh here. This is this is what's stopping the, the war. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So we need John to be closer to the microphone and Charles to be a little further away. Yes. 
Thank you, listeners, for being I love So, it. yeah. But anyway, that's, my, I guess, my apparent hot take, even though a lot of people feel the same way. Charles. Mm. I, I mean, the people who feel that way are hipsters and, like, people with, like, over, uh, like oh, weird nostalgia. Judgments No, I'm passing judgments on this thing. <laughs> this is this, this is just wrong. I, I mean... Eddie, how did you feel about the jo- uh, Nicholson is Joker? I know you got to give your opinion now. He started it, and he, there is no, no. a certain Ooh, amount Cesar of Cesar Romero. Yes, exactly. There needs to be Cesar Romero. Jeez, way back now. That Swing was better it. than Nicholson. Huh? I've seen Nicholson the most. Just uh, sorry, just by, I'm offended. Just by virtue of how long it's been out, and how many times seeing it over and over, and that kind of thing. And I do agree that. With Dark Knight coming out, yes, change the thing, the game. It's a different tone. It's a, de- it's definitely a different spin and widely accepted. This is a totally different Batman, and maybe yes. one that some people will have started with and look at the prior stuff and go, eh, you know. But I get the Ledger Joker for what it's worth because there are different levels of crazy, just and different types of crazy. There's and, different kinds of jokers. Yeah. There's th- clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am. Nice. I think that's the Dark Boy, Knight. Get ready for that audio edit. By a the way. reused line. Okay. I think that the Dark Knight could have been just as good, if not better, without Batman. And that is my hot take for this movie. Really? Yes. This is a crime drama. I think they could have done a very good job of this, just with the different cr- crime lords. Of that the would cities. have been things thrown at the movie screen if there was no Batman. I'm sorry. See, with Dark Knight... There's I, a comic I, series that would precedent the, it, so I don't the know. The Joker doesn't exist without Batman. That's the problem. He's there. It could destined be an origin to do this story. forever. It couldn't be an origin story, but it could be a story within the universe. Jo- there's a, it's a codependent relationship, but not to have in the... Maybe in a comic book series, you don't have the character. Okay, you, you're doing that line of the storyline, and okay, that's one thing. But on the big screen, folks are paying a lot more than a comic book for. You better have him in there. So when it comes to um, different incarnations of oh, when it comes to different incarnations of the Joker and so on, um, you know there was Caesar Romero who kind of started off. He was very silly. He had I, orange wedges flung at his ass. Well, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, he had a mustache that they painted over. But really, he did have orange wedges flung at his bare ass. I'm not even going to comment on that. Um, Gilbert he, Godfrey's amazing colossal podcast. Give it a listen. But, oh, we got a live one here. But you know they had the mustache which they painted over. And, you know, I don't think anyone took it seriously, but it was, you know, amusing to watch. It's, it's, it's a makeup technology in the days. Come on. No. Yeah. I, well, I mean, looking at, like, Heath Ledger, it's like almost a parody looking back at it. And then you had the Nicholson Joker, which which was popular, but I can't say I cared for it. I thought it was very cornball and weird. I didn't understand what exactly it was going to be. And, you know, looking at The Shining and movies like that, I wish I wish we got to see Nicholson be, you know, the Jack from The well, Shining. The or... producers of that movie ended up taking a... Uh newspaper clipping of like a poster like in the newspaper the shining in the uh, he's hitting the mic thanks peter the shining in theaters and it's like a you know a shot of him with the whole the iconic shot of him here's johnny mm-hmm. hi grandpa i mean <laughs> hi johnny i'm grandpa face face through the broken door okay well, that was a good that was, well, that was a good Simpsons episode. Yes. but <laughs> but in regards to of horror but, in um, regards to that what the shining what he ended up doing was he like drew Joker face paint on that shot, and it's like I think it's Michael Uslan that did it. Uh, iconic uh, Batman producer, like he went. He was the one who also bought the film rights to the character, and the rest is history. We wouldn't have Dark Knight if it wasn't for Michael Uslan. 
I, I mean, I Thanks, just Michael. I mean, I just don't get the Nicholson character. Like, I've never liked the vat of acid story. It never has made sense to me. And also, you know, it doesn't even make sense. Was he was he a bad guy beforehand? Did this make him crazy? Did it make him smarter? His superpowers? It, it just never made sense to me. But then there's the actual, you know, the only Joker that could ever be, I think, debated for Heath Ledger's spot, and that's um, Jared Leto, Mark Hamill. Yeah, of course. Um, and oh, that's 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 the one I grew up with. Yeah, and mm-hmm. went know, to school together. Um, <laughs> he was weird. <laughs> he was a weird kid. I, I stole his lunch money. He loved giving swirlies. He loved getting them, too. It was <laughs> weird. But, but You um, know what? I do agree with Charles on the vat of acid thing. Yeah. yeah. And then I thought, wait a minute. Isn't that kind of like har- how Harley came to be in, uh, was it in Suicide but that, was, that we found out? But that wasn't until years later, that version of Harley. Because Harley yeah. wasn't until 92. And that's the worst version of Harley, by the way. Um, and I just made that kind of connection, parallel, whatever. But yeah, I guess the, the acid, well, you know, something had to make him go over the edge and distort his face. And, oh, yeah, acid. Okay, sure. Let's yeah. do that. Which, which actually, I don't know. Uh, just, just uh, you know, a fun little thing. Uh, my, my girlfriend in high school... Um, there was this uh, English teacher who, for Valentine's Day, he was obsessed. Was thrown with, into acid. Well, he was obsessed with um, comic books, and he had comics all over his, you know, uh, his school and so on. Oh. He's like, and he offered uh, to give away the comic Mad Love by Harley Quinn, and she actually won it for me uh, uh, in high school. There and I was like, there we go. Hmm. And uh, we still date today, actually. Uh, we've broken up uh, more times than Harley and the Joker have, but still. <laughs> hunka um, hunka. Shout out. Yeah, no, and um, I, I, you know, to my knowledge, I've never gotten to see her have a relationship with a woman like Poison Ivy does, so that's a little bit of a pain. But those heroes are in crisis. Yeah, but um, just going back to the Joker, so it's 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 Jack. In my opinion, it's Mark Hamill versus Heath Ledger, and you know, Mark Hamill's best performance, I think, with the Joker is uh, Mask of the Phantasm. Oh yeah, and then also uh, Batman Beyond or Return of the Joker, where I mean, there's some sick stuff that happens. Sick and, to the point where when they released it on DVD, they edited so much and fans complained and said, well, we want this unreleased, you know, this yep. unrated version and a PG-13 cut ended up coming out. And here, here's the thing about the Joker when it comes to um, the Heath Ledger Joker and why I think it works so well, because there's, you know, one word I'll use and it'll it's very different from any other versions of the Joker before him. Plastics. That, oh, sorry. I'm thinking of The Graduate. Introvert. You know, when yeah, you, when absolutely. You, when you think about it, like the Jack Nicholson Joker, the Cesar Romero Joker, the Mark Hamill Jerko, Joker, Jerko uh, Joker, they Jerko. were all they were all extroverts. They were all people who had these very flamboyant per- personalities. The Joker that Heath Ledger played was very different because he was a charismatic introvert. Yes, who absolutely. He liked to make attention, but he didn't like people in any way. It reminds and, me of myself. And he was more silent, <laughs> and it worked because of that. Um, but the reason why, because well, you know. We're going to have to start making the case of, you know, why some people think Winter Soldier is better, why the Dark Knight's better. And this, this is just, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to just make it. I'm just going to make it because I'm already in that war. I, I am, I'm in the war. I'm, I'm ready to make people lepers. Um, but it, it, one thing, you know, think about just the Joker there. Think about, you know, all the lines that people can remember over a decade later. And you know, count the lines that, you know, you could say from the Winter Soldier movie, like the On your left. lines. And... To well, the I point mean, where it became a plot point. Well, well think, or something. But then think about, like, how many quotable lines you can get just from the freaking butler in The Dark Knight. And the size of a tangerine, Master Wayne. <laughs> and, yeah. Once you get the accent down. I mean, that that was, that was not the best accent. My, my Joker how per- dare you, sir. I mean, my Joker impression's terrible, but that, that was... Well, well, going back over to what you mentioning about the Joker being an introvert, the biggest scene for me utilizing that was when he is in that meeting, goes... 
all right, the guy on the TV. That you know that part talking where let me trick. let me show you a magic trick. That one. Mm. Well, I can do a good bane. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just basically a parrot. But the thing about slow parrot that scene in regards to him being an introvert. Everyone's laughing, and he just goes, "No, no." That and it's that part where, it, like, it's as a semi-introvert, that was the biggest example because he's getting laughed. He's like, he doesn't know how to react, and it's getting laughed at for not one of his jokes, but just his overall demeanor, personality, yep. and they're mocking his idea, and he doesn't know how to react. So he's, "Uh, uh, uh no, no." It's that. And then he threatens to blow them all up, including himself. <sighs> yeah. And again, if you notice what he's doing, he's not making a lot of eye contact when he's doing it. He's like a lot of shakiness to it and like just looking all over any direction he can to not look them in the eyes. No, just for the record, we talked about, you know, the How Nicholson is the best Joker of all time, yes. Well, I mean, you know, we, we, can, we can talk about other fantasies, but... How uh, dare you, sir? We, we can talk about other falsehoods, but, um, you know, the sky is red. But, uh, but no, what I was... I was voted People Magazine Sexiest Man Alive 2019. It was oh. 2018, fun fact. <laughs> no, that was uh, Blake Shelton when uh-huh. the rest of society died. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but that potato-looking man. But what did you guys think of Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rises, just for the record? So I got to see... I I went a few months back for the IMAX screening of the Dark Knight trilogy, and I actually walked out before Dark Knight Rises because I'm like, yeah. well, I'm not going to go home at 11.30 tonight, leave this theater. I went to the uh, screening. Dark Knight is obviously the best one. I had a lot of fun watching it, especially on in the IMAX format. But then we're watching Batman Begins. It's a lot better than I remember, but it's an average movie. It's mm-hmm. an average story. Not too much to write home about. But for what it was, the reinvention of the Batman character, which it's always driven me nuts with the Chris Nolan movies, what he does. The whole... In real life, these characters, they, they would not, these characters would not exist. There would not be a penguin. There wouldn't be a so-and-so. He wanted to ground them in reality with his pretentiousness. And I say that with pretension myself. But it just always drove me nuts. And someone I used to be friends with made a comment in regards to Chris Nolan's movie. And this is a hot take that I do agree with him about. Chris Nolan makes movies for stupid people to feel smart. See Inception, see Ooh. Interstellar. Inception is dog shit. I hate that movie so much, and I loved it when it was an Uncle Scrooge story originally. Yeah. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think he makes good <laughs> films. He's a good director, but I do think he can fall into some traps. So how are, so how are you, Palestine? <laughs> I'm Israel. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm, not take, I'm not taking this, this crap. I mean, this, this is the identity crisis memento, in your ear. Memento sucks. Eddie, oh, where oh. was I? Ooh. Look at me. I got dicks on my body now. All I want is world peace. Eddie, how do you feel about The Dark Knight? <laughs> well done. Trendsetter. Medium Changed rare. the thing. Yeah. Well, no, he doesn't like medium rare. Done well, but in this primary discussion, I stay true to Marvel. So, I, I actually I'm got Captain Ed America, gosh darn it. Somebody's got to stick up for the red, I, white, and blue. Do you know I was worried you wouldn't say gosh darn it? I was like, no, no, no. And so I actually, true. I actually have you. a funny story about Eddie with The Dark Knight and Batman. After The Dark Knight came out, because, you know, for many years, Christmas Eve, we would have it at my aunt and uncle's house, and Eddie and his wife Nancy would come. 
So my mom, you know, because The Dark Knight was so popular, she bought like this, um, you know, Batman graphic novel collection or book, comic collection. It was book. like they call it a vault. Yeah. The Batman vault into like yeah. a three ring binder kind of thing. And Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's very cool. And, and then, uh, you know. Way cool. And then, Junior. you know, my mom uh, gets it and she's like, oh, Eddie's going to love this. And she was like showing my dad the gift beforehand. And then, uh, you know, Eddie gets it, and his reaction is like, oh, yeah, well, I'm more of a Marvel fan, but... And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot. That <laughs> is the most on-brand thing about Eddie Wilson I've and ever like, heard. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, I'm just like, back in mind, I'm like, I'm like looking, and I'm like, I don't know much about the comics. I knew Batman, I knew Spider-Man, I knew the X-Men. I didn't know, like, the whole Batman, like, the DC Marvel thing. And I'm just looking at him like... Ooh, that's not what you say to get in the But this, <laughs> I, I like, love Eddie, that about Eddie. That, it was but, a good shot, and you I, don't tried your, that, well, I don't know that I was um, more into the DC stuff just yeah. at that point. And I knew that somewhere around that time, your parents, I think, both would come around with you and your siblings yeah. in costume for Halloween. And uh, no, in a, costume, at least my dad, costume for Arbor Day. Well, you were well, you were that Halloween dressed as I forgot what comic book it was. Uh, which one? What was the Halloween of two thousand eight? Oh, please! Oh, I got it. Was you catalog this? Be honest. Then. No, no, I knew that's no. tough because uh, we would have a Halloween party also. So getting that costume versus the one for Halloween itself for the kids coming around, I'm having a little well, no, there mix. Was, well, so, no, there was like an in, you had an antenna sticking out of your head in a red costume. Which one was it? It was like. An antenna. Yeah, he was a so. television. It was like, it was like one of the like kind of the gag superheroes. And I remember my dad that Halloween. He was like, "Oh, Eddie, I thought you'd be all in the Batman this year." He's like, "I'm a Marvel man." <laughs> yeah. Well, that I would definitely agree with and say, so, yeah, for sure. So there were two different holidays where you got to tell my parents, "No, no, I'm, I'm not." <laughs> two different occasions. I don't where... do I don't do this Batman thing. I'm I'm. It, it, this is Spider Man country. This is, I, this is true because I have a Spider Man vault also, and I think yeah. I have an Avengers vault. Uh, my my thing about collection. this whole situation: you tried your best and you, or you tried your best and you failed. The lesson here is never try. Yeah. The lesson here is never try. <laughs> so it's like trying that, to figure out what kind of comic book to buy me. No, just give me the gift card. Wasn't that also a Simpsons quote? Yes. Yes. Dude, I reference like the Simpsons like it's its own language. I find mm. a way. So uh, Drake and Josh, Drake and Josh, right there. I think mm. it'd be good to do like. Best of and worst of each movie, like what you like the most or like the least or whatever. I think that could be interesting. And this is why he's our audio engineer, because he has the good ideas like that. Well, it's cool to talk around for 30 minutes. But... <laughs> 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 Gotta have some content. Let's go around the table. I guess we'll do top three for each or like, or, you know, just, how about this, bit, one for each. So top Peter. three. Number one, Jack Nicholson was the... <laughs> 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 number two, Christopher Nolan. And number three, I hate tank tops. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! This is this is cool, man. Eddie, I also hate clipboards. <laughs> Captain America. Here we go. Okay, okay. Wow. John, I only mildly like Bonnaroo. Oh come on! <laughs> okay, but serious, but seriously, let, let's let's start like this. The best thing about Winter Soldier. Let's just go around. Peter, Eddie, then myself. Okay, then so we're going one at a time each, or yes. all three at once? Uh, just oh, just one, in, one. Okay, each. honestly, action. Okay, yes. that's Winter Soldier. Eddie, what's the best part of Winter Soldier? Story. Okay. Black Widow. Uh, I like the action scenes. I think they're some of the best ones they've done in the film franchise. Okay. The incorporation of humor. Second best thing to Winter Soldier. The incorporation of humor <laughs> where it's not that much, but it's still there, and it's not obnoxious about the humor. Because some Marvel movies can be that. But this, it still realizes, hey, it's a political thriller. Let's have humor, but subdue it a little. Rein it in a little. Uh, characters, their development... Black Widow again. 
That's why you did the whole. He went into this knowing what was gonna. You you know what? You going with the outcome? Uh, Mm -mm. With the characters, it's like Falcon and uh, Black Widow are two of my least favorite characters in the MCU because they're really underpowered a lot of the time. They end up being like just bad guy fodder kind of to just take out some people. And I think in this movie they both had good spotlights that showed like what they could do. So I like this movie a lot because of them as well. Number three, Peter. Three. The performance of Robert Redford. I'm a big Robert Redford fan, especially for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, but the way he was in this movie is just absolutely phenomenal, and he's an example of someone that, yeah, he's going to be delivering a great role. He's Robert friggin' Redford, but you have a character that shouldn't be as good as he is be as good as he is. I'm going to give number three what Peter's number one was, and that's the action. Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I think Nick Fury's at peak uh, comedy, peak character development. I love the character all the time. So. Okay, so now instead of just going to like do the top three best things about Dark Knight, let's uh, mix it up. Top three worst things about Dark Knight. Mix it up. And, uh, you know, um, Peter. The pretension. There's a lot of pretentiousness about that movie. I love the movie, but it's very... It is the greatest one of the greatest comic book movies. I you know I still say Logan is, but there's just something one, about that it. one's actually fighting for. I'll give you a fight yeah. on that. It doesn't win, but it I would, think it's good that's a straight. It's a lot more competitive than Winter Soldier. I'll say that, uh, Eddie. I'm trying to get in that direction now, and it's a struggle to to see what could have been the worst thing about it. But there might have been, and I can't give you specifics, leaving you hanging with a, a character or or a thought that went particular in one direction. And well, why didn't they finish doing that? So there's a little bit of something that's ringing in the back of my head but not coming to the forefront. Um, you know, I'm going to say one complaint I've always had is the uh, like the Katie Holmes, Maggie Gyllenhaal, um, the Rachel character. And it's not the Rachel! <laughs> I love that line so much. I knew that much. was coming out, yeah. Thank, thank you, Peter. Uh, but he, he was by no means a bad... She was by no means a bad character, but she was an original character you know, from the comics and... Never really thought she was extremely strong. I thought she was actually much stronger with Malik, Maggie Gyllenhaal than Katie Holmes. I didn't really like the actress switch, and I think when you're doing something like this solid, you know, it was just weird. Like, you know, it wasn't from the comics, and I don't know if it was for the best. It was, was it a weird choice for me? Uh, similarly, Christopher Nolan cannot write women ever in movies. He writes them about three-dimensional as a piece of paper, and so I had an issue with this, just like I have an issue with most of his films with the female character development. It's consistently like underdeveloped and it's a huge complaint people have so that's mine i mean i thought she was kind of three-dimensional because you make her a little bit sexy you make her like you know care about bruce but then she does she does love harvey dent but number two peter aaron eckhart is a fantastic actor in this movie but the problem is everyone overshadowed ledger over him and i get why but Eckhart was fantastic in this role. He was like and, the protagonist of the film, in but my opinion. The way, but once he becomes Two-Face, it yeah. was phenomenal. He's the main character. He is. Yeah. He's the and only he, one that has a full arc in my He opinion. was great. And again, overshadowed by Magic Trick, which, again, fine with him, but still. I'm passing. I'm just going with one. I mean, how did Charles to get three. to direct this episode now? What the hell? I, he's, but he's got some good points hey, for this. Job's yeah, point, one, two, but, and three. Well, when it came to <laughs> Black uh, Widow, when it came to the set, well, or know. lack of Black Widow, that should have been all three of yours. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, when it comes to the second problem, I'd give uh, with the Dark Knight. You know, maybe they could have made the mobsters a little bit more, you know, colorful or things. Hey, man, like it that. gave Eric Roberts a paycheck. I, I, <laughs> hardest working actor in Hollywood 
Eric Roberts, fun fact, he does like I think fifty to sixty movies a year. He's a real like hardcore yeah, working actor. No, no idea. One time I tweeted, I go, somewhere out there, and I tagged him in it, Eric Roberts is working on a movie. He liked the tweet, and I started laughing hysterically. <laughs> well, I mean, and that actually might be, I'm actually going to put in my third biggest complaint here, by the way, as well, um, just because it, it kind of relates. You know, maybe one issue with The Dark Knight was it wasn't uh, necessarily, as a sequel, the best-serving sequel to Batman Begins, because you didn't have any of really the same mobsters return, it didn't feel the same way, and it did it for the better, I'll say that, but... You know, maybe a little bit more Scarecrow, like at the beginning. Yeah. Maybe like they could have made Scarecrow a little bit more intimidated in the beginning, like given him a real like comic book, like a quick five minute thing instead of a one minute. What but, mobsters would you perpetuate through from one film to another, except in the TV show, well, like Gotham? Well, there was Carmine Falcone, Carmine's who I didn't like. Batman Begins adaptation of him very much. Uh, he's supposed to be having a little bit more complex. Um, and you know, the the mobster they did use, I'm forgetting his name. He is May in the comics. But they could have, you know, just made the mobsters, I think, a little bit more dynamic. Um, Wait a also, minute. That's a Batman word. Yeah, but also... The I'm other, thinking henchmen. Never mind, mobster. But, okay, I'm, I'm better. Goons. Now. That's you know, it. I mean, Lackeys. Well, because you have these mobsters who are controlling the city, and they're getting torn apart by Batman, and they have to resort to using a crazy clown to kill him. Maybe you could have shown a little bit more there. And also, um, you know, the Chinese guy who's like kind of the ringmaster to it all. I want uh, to see him play Mr. Negative in a uh, Spider-Man movie. Well, well, I also thought, I always thought they should have made that character the Penguin because, you know, I mean, huh. that Yeah, but been... that character can't exist in Chris Nolan's world because well, even though a friggin' flying bat, yeah. yeah. Well, I think, well I, I, I think the Penguin could exist in Christopher Nolan's world. No, no, world. it can't. Well, any character could. It's just, what are they? Because there's no, there's no Lazaro Pit or Lazarus Pit. Lazarus Pit. In, uh, they, they call it a couple different things in the comics. Yosemite. Not uh, Yosemite, Yosemite. But there you go. I mean, so that's my second and third thing. And John? Um, my second thing is, like, plot holes. There's a lot of mind... Like, with The Dark Knight, there was a lot of, like, oh, and the Joker happens to conveniently plot this out to the millisecond with what everybody's going to do with, like, the rocket launcher scene, how he plans exactly when Batman's going to jump, or with the school bus scene in the intro where he jumps out of a bank with a bus and no one else notices because he just goes into a line of other buses. Um, there's stuff like that that I just kind of thought was a little corny. But overall, I think it's still good. And my number three really quick is that the whole scene in, is it Hong Kong? That like 20-minute yes, mini-adventure yes. wasn't really necessary. They could have implied Wayne, it. Wayne, I had your thing and I have a cell phone. Now <laughs> it's hidden. It's in my butt. They could have had one conversation. Randy Dufresne, ran, Randy Dufresne swam through a river of shit. And number three, Peter. If I never see a Ledger cosplayer again in my <laughs> life, I will die a happy man because... You know, I like I like how a lot of Peter's complaints are how popular the movie is. No, yeah. it's it's fine, but it's overdone and... Halloween 2019, I'm going to walk up to Peter. How you doing? <laughs> Let's put a smile on that face. This is better than yours. You can do a better Joker. <laughs> oh, damn it, that sucks. But, okay. Now, hold on. Let me do my scarecrow. No. Because of smoke. <laughs> that was not. Uh, well, that had about the same personality as Cillian Murphy. Hey, but, man, uh, I actually no. liked Scarecrow in those movies. No, um, he was begins. actually. No, he was actually good. I wish he looks like he was stung by bees. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was like kind of what they were going for a little. What bit, stung but... by bees? Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But next, next one. Next one. Wait. So the top three worst things about Winter Soldier. And this is going to get like some tears from Eddie, I feel like, because this is like tackling the hero. This is hard because I really can't think of anything negative about it. We don't have to do three, I... really, to just talk for a minute. All right. Peter, what do you think was negative about it? 
It's a great Marvel movie, but it's not the best MCU movie. Eddie, what's your negative? <sighs> well, you didn't Could you develop Baron? Um, yeah. Um, the French guy. Yeah, oh, what's yeah. That? Batrock the Leaper. Batrock, thank you. Oh, wait a minute, but Eddie, it's just a cameo, just like in the X-Men okay. movie, so it's going to make the people happy. No, you got to have character development. Yeah? Not, yeah, not sir. Enough about, you know, yeah. You, yeah. You did homage by showing the little yellow and purpley kind of color scheme to one of his uh, but it gave them pieces a, that he had on, so he kind of identified, oh, that's, yes, Batrock the Leaper. But they could have done so much more with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now you know how I feel as a Nightcrawler fan. Yeah. And now, John, because I'm going to have a longer list. <laughs> Did you just list. do a finger snap? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it was more of like a, I, I'm not even going to like defend myself. But now, John, because I think I'm going to have a longer list of complaints. Um, my big two complaints were that I wish Crossbones was in the movie more, because I think Crossbones is a cool character. Um, well, yeah, he was. You know what? He was on that it, note. Lame. <laughs> you never really even hear that word. So you, you know, what you is have this, to, some you have kind to, you of crossbones? <laughs> You never really hear a name attributed yeah. to him, and I think that's a fault. I agree but it's with assumed. that. And then also, I think uh, when I, I remember when I first started watching the movie, I was like, "Oh yeah, so like Hydra is gonna be the ma- next big arc," and I kind of expected Hydra to be like a main villain of like the franchise for a while. Nope, and Chuck kinda, Testa. Yep, they kind of just nipped it in the bud in like one movie. I think they could have fleshed it out more once they figured it out. It seemed like it was kind of a simple solution. So they kind of uh, did. They kind of did use Hydra as the bad guys in Agents of Shield, which is no longer considered a part of the MCU because which I'm fine with. hashtag it's all connected. Wait, that got discounted. <laughs> it's <laughs> hell of it, I know. All of it did, but yeah. Apparently, there's gonna be an episode. I don't quote me on this. But I'm guessing I've heard there's going to be an Agent Carter crossover with Agents of Shield in That's the very cool. near future, mm. and Agent Carter is a part of the MCU. So it's going to legitimize well, it. So. Well, yeah, but they had Jamie Alexander, like where she played Sif again in that show. Uh, okay, 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 it's that, that's too off topic. That that's another complaint for another. So what's podcast. your what's your uh, so my negative big reviews? No, no. Um, well, you negative know, points. Well, number one, I just didn't think any of the villains were that interested. I didn't think Hydra was like outside of the Hail Hydra. Or like whatever whisper, it wasn't like that uh, strong of a villain. I didn't think you know Bucky Barnes actually was the character I would have wanted him to be to some extent. Like I don't know, like you know, for me, I would have rather had like kind of an Anton Chigurh type acting, like from No Country for Old Men, where he felt not human, he felt stronger. Hmm. That would have been a good character interpretation. Yeah. yeah, I didn't, I didn't really like how like it just felt like kind of like this confused like guy, like and it it almost felt like Tarzan coming out of the jungle. And I'm aware I'm wearing a tank top and I have long hair. Um, and I didn't, and, and muscles. Well, that's where we gotta send them to the jungle. <laughs> but um, you know, and then the other thing is for me, like when it comes to a movie like this, where because the elevator scene is awesome, I and like I like the whole spy angle, and I do like the space angle. But to me, I think the technology so advanced, I would have almost rather had like you know, instead of them fighting on big giant machines, yeah, like have them do the whole fight underground in like some lab or whatever, make it a little bit more realistic. So those kind of where my complaints are, and it feels silly. And that's why, um, you know, I think when it comes to the true competitor from the MCU to, um, you know, The Dark Knight, it's the Daredevil trilogy on Netflix, which you got to watch there because not enough people did and it's probably canceled. You just like the it, dark, it brooding is. violence. Mm-hmm. That's why you like Dark Knight, you didn't Logan, see my, Daredevil. You should have seen my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> dark, Yikes. Big oof. The <laughs> underground and realistic, those two things just smacked well, against it, each other like like 
Well, you know, it's not even about darkness. It's about just, you know, kind of just feeling realistic with the characters. Like, I actually like the Ant-Man movies because even though they're not, like, you know, that realistic with the technology. Not that realistic. Well, not that realistic. They almost kind of just feel kind of right. like real. Not unlo- unloading that clip of bullets when that bus was overturned and the bus not blowing up. Yes, that's unrealistic. You know, it's not, you know, it's not unrealistic. Turning to the size of an ant. Uh, yeah, that, that's okay. Valid. Stand down. Valid points, valid points. But okay, actually, better yet, the original Spider-Man trilogy, just because it's kind of happy, but Wait real. Wait a minute. Now where are we going? I don't know. But We're going up a wall. Just... Where were we going without even knowing but the now, way? Best parts Hi, John. of Dark Knight, right? John, you start that off. Oh, okay. Um, I think it was one of the biggest cultural films of the decade, and it kind of, uh, I don't know, it, it reshaped a lot of things. Um, it was one of the, I'm a huge Batman fan, so I'm super biased. Um, but I think it had, I think... That's Winter Soldier changed the MCU, but The Dark Knight changed like comic book film history a lot more. So I think it's a better movie because of its, I don't know, people remember it more. People never saw a superhero movie in their lives still saw that movie. So Yeah. Peter. It's a gorgeous movie to look at, especially in IMAX. In IMAX, it was the absolute game changer. And watching the one scene with the bus flipping over, oh my God. That and on top of the... Uh, there's a lot of aerial shots where you're seeing the building with, you know, helicopter shots. It is a, like, if you can only see Dark Knight in one way, IMAX is the way to go. And it is worth the extra ticket price. It is worth seeing in IMAX. Eddie. I guess we kind of covered it when I said that it uh, it made its stamp, its mark, as if you were starting with Batman from knowing nothing beforehand. Here. Start here, and you'll thank me for it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I'm just going to answer with saying the movie's my favorite thing about it. Like, literally every everything about it, like, from beginning to end worked cop for me. Cop-out move. Oh, it's a cop-out cop out move. Answer. But, like, you know, I mean, the moment you see it, like, just, uh, you know, when the Joker's first monologue and oh, things the, like that. The intro yeah. to that movie's amazing. Yeah, the intro and then the ending work. I don't um, wear hockey pads. I mean, the only thing I could really complain about is that, you know, uh, Heath Ledger did not get to reprise himself in Dark Knight Rises, which I How like. How come? Well, oh, well, well, because of the Olsen twins. Seriously, look it up, people. Yeah. No, seriously, people, Google Google Olsen twins Heath Ledger. You're you're gonna be in for a story. And yes, I do realize I'm a piece of shit for making the joke I made, but yeah. Well, hey, language. Gotta do it. Language. Hey. Email Nick POS. Hey, PG thirteen anyway. But any anyway, so um. You know, when it came to um, The Dark Knight Rises, because I don't think I actually said my thoughts on Dark Knight Rises. It's I, a movie. Well, no, it's a great... Hey, I'm you green, know, I'm going to be wearing my crap mask. Well, anyway. Anyway, I think it could have been a great... It was a great movie, but I think it could have been a greater movie if... Like, like that movie is like, you know, being told you have to run a 24-mile marathon after they broke your leg, because Heath Ledger was the leg they broke. I mean, and they had to suffer with yeah. that. And, suffer. you know, I, they made suffer. it through. And, and, you know, when it comes to Dark Knight. Wow, you guys can't really do good Bane impressions. Thank you. Well, when it came to the Dark Knight, they, um, you know, they ran the marathon. Dark Knight Rises, they ran the marathon, but they didn't make record time because they didn't have both legs. It's such a good analogy, down. though. That is the perfect analogy because there was apparently supposed to be a lot involving Ledger's Joker in Rises. And read Dark Knight Returns, people. Mm. <sighs> John? Uh, yes. Another, oh, he get, oh, he gave his best already. <laughs> oh. uh, I can help with another one. So I can go, yeah, because I want to go for another one for myself. Honestly, it's cliche to say, but, and it's a given, Ledger's performance. 
There's a reason he won Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, I mean, I remember my mom saying, oh, it's not fair he gets one just because he died. I'm like, did you watch the movie? Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. there's always that, though, for those who are just looking out, uh, looking in from the outside and say, oh, yeah, well, that could be because... Well, I can see through you, see your true color. And, I Outside mean, stand. And I mean, if oh. you if you like look at like all the notes of it, do you know how many things he did that were not even scripted? Yeah. Clapping when like Commissioner Gordon gets made commissioner, um, you know, yeah. dancing, hey, dancing when he blows up the hospital, like kind of like holding the thing, and you know, even just little cadences. Like the guy locked himself away for a month to do the, this. The thing. lip licking. He killed himself for our enjoyment, and it's. Well, I don't know if that's a fair assessment. I don't think that's fair. He went down there the was that... steps of sanity for this role then. No, it was just killed himself down look, the look, line. He had to hang out with Jeez. Mary Kay and Elizabeth Olsen for a weekend. That's what killed him. Oh, wait, not Elizabeth Guys. Olsen. Mary Kay oh, and oh, Ashley. He died. Damn, I forgot Mary Kay and Ashley. Elizabeth is Scarlet Witch and she's well, fine. I mean I mean, you know, I'm and just she's got... fine. Well, I'm just, <laughs> I, I, I am just gonna she's say Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen. You know, when they found him, like, laying there, like, dead, I mean, their their first response was to call their agent, not the not the 911. Was it also to go back into the movie The Dark Crystal because they look like characters from that movie? Uh, I mean, they'll just never go on Fuller House, but that's just a different type of talk. Additionally, I think a good point to The Dark Knight is that it is, in my opinion, the best... Uh, it's not a standalone movie, but it's completely a standalone movie. I think yeah. it, it's it's funny because it was like kind of the, one of the worst things about it to you. I thought it was one of the best parts about it is that it's such a strong film and it's the middle of a of a of a trilogy. I don't think it's a strong trilogy because they're all I saw almost set in their own worlds. They're almost in different Gotham's each movie. But uh, I believe I, I saw Dark Knight before I saw Batman Begins. So weird. That's weird. Well, I mean, at this point, if I if, if I had a, if I had a son, <laughs> if I had a son, which I really hope I don't. Um, I, and I had to show him the, like, the Batman movies for the first time. I would show him The Dark Knight for the first time. And then and 89 would, and be like, see, this is a good Nicholson. Well, no, I would, I, I would say, like, I, I would, you know, show him uh, Batman Begins and say it's a prequel to The Dark Knight. Hmm. Um, not, not a, the, hmm. Dark Knight's not a sequel. I agree. And That's then your son fair. would go, actually, Dad, it's from 2005 and Dark Knight was 2008. You lied to me, Dad. Is Santa Claus real? And then he turns into Carol Channing halfway through. We just and don't then, know how it happens. And then I get a different son. Get you one. trade up. Kmart. <laughs> or a daughter. Yeah. Hey. Nah. Carol Channing, his daughter. <laughs> that joke. Like, what the hell is that mean. voice from, Peter, by the it's way? It's robot chicken, pretty much. Never saw it, actually. It's a good show. Oh, but, I think I saw something where they made fun of the peanuts. Yeah. They oh, did, yeah. And they did a Beavis and Butthead join Teen Titans, which was a pretty good one. Ha, ha, ha. All right, I'm gonna have to YouTube that. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty good series. I highly recommend Robot Chicken. It's it's still going. It's been going since 2000, I think five. So, yeah. Teen Titans, halfway the best, uh, you know, comic book series of all time. Oh, that's a funny way of half. that's well, a funny no, way of talking about no, Doom no, Patrol. No, 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 I said ah. no, no, I said halfway because the show's great when the show focuses on the story. The Teen Titans show, like, you ever notice like half the episodes are just like very bad filler episodes. The old one or the new one? Uh, the old one. Uh, new one's yeah, good. that's fair. I like the old one a lot. No, the old one's no, the old one's possibly the best comic book series ever. It's just that like those filler episodes. Yes. Again, like, how's Doom Patrol doing? Doom Patrol's really good. If you yeah. haven't seen it, watch I Doom Patrol. Seen it. It's very, it. very strong. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, are they going to end the DC universe like 
website thing, or is that streaming service going to be? It's a still going to keep going because the finger thing means money. I think the HBO Max thing is going to replace it because you know, no, because you end up having comic books on the DC Universe app, and you have the uh, TV mm. shows and movies. It's, that's true. I have DC Universe for comics, but you got it for a year accidentally. Mm. <laughs> that's still my favorite story. I clicked one month free, and I got or I got a week free for the monthly payment, and then afterwards it switched me to the yearly payment, and then I went to contact support, and they didn't have a support section, so I couldn't contact Classic support. Classic DC. And so now I had to pay for year. So now I have to like DC. This is this is the same management that brought us uh, like you know bat nipples uh, from the people well, no, who brought <laughs> from the people who brought you uh, Jesse Eisenberg sticking a Jolly Rancher in some guy's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm uh... gonna say this. Like that was worse than anything Marvel's put out. That that movie was what terrible. Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice. <laughs> Are we talking about that one? Because he said uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Well, yeah, no. Oh, uh, that was terrible. That was the only one he was in, right? A jar of piss was a uh, plot point in Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice. Mm. Remember Grandma's peach tea? I mean, you know, kinda, yeah, yeah. You you erased the movie from your mind, so you're lucky. <laughs> I saw it in theaters twice, by the way. Well, because I'm a masochist. Wait, you saw you saw Batman Why? versus Sup- you gave them money twice. Yes, I saw it in 3D and 2D. Okay, okay, so now I'm oh, Palestine man. and you're Israel. No, because I liked it on my initial viewing. I liked it more on my second viewing. I hate that movie now because after watching it again and again. So when you put your 3D and then to take away a 2D, what do you have left? Why? D. <laughs> it, was, it, was junk. Yeah. it was that was such a junk movie. Yeah. Also, oh, I'm know, in agreement. You know, Doug McCall said I'll give him a shout out. And uh, Doug said, like, Doug Doug hyped Batman versus Superman and the, the Suicide Squad. Oh, no. And he said, no, and here's the thing. he He's one of the people who still defends Batman v Superman. Colin Don of Justice. And he, and you know, he was like, oh, I think Batman versus Superman is going to be one of the highest grossing movies of all time, if not like Avatar level. Narrator, it would not. Like, no, if someone could do like, you know, like kind of like an old timely voice and it's like, and then Doug was wrong. He's <laughs> like, it's like, Doug was wrong. Oh, how wrong Douglas was. It's like, then Doug, no, and then. No, you do, you do Morgan Freeman. Doug was wrong. Nothing but wrong while Andy Dufresne swam through a river and of shit. Imitation, imitation of, of Doug McCausland going to Suicide Squad. Hey, guys, Suicide Squad's going to be great. It's going to make a billion dollars. Everyone's going to love it. It's going to be the Fast and Furious of DC. <laughs> you just see in the background, Doug turns around and looks, sees a DC guy wiping a gun. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> so I can wipe off fingerprints, believe me. So we've done a lot of talking. Where do we go from here, Peter? Come on. In regards to what I think is a good point of the movie. Uh, oh, oh no, just talking, it, yeah. talking podcast the whole. Dark Knight is the better movie. Ah, uh, damn straight it is. Yeah, and John said it too. John. Uh, yeah, I think Dark Knight's a better movie. Higher highs, lower lows, but I think overall it's a better film. So we've got three or four people. And that is correct. Three on one side, one on the other. And as we're sitting here, it only testifies to the truth, yes. And that's why I'm here. I may be alone in my precepts, but I'm betting I'm not the only one. Now, I will say this. There's part a of the- Captain America helmet look or hat or mask staring right at Eddie. So we know where his soul was in yeah. the wrong place. Ironically, I'm wearing a Captain America shirt. Oh, yeah, you are. I got it at five All below this- yesterday. It was nice. Yeah, shout out five below. Yeah, they got, Boy, some, I guess they so. got some cool stuff. I'm Sponsor not gonna lie. No, any comic book movies or shows that beat the Dark Knight in your opinion? Logan, I would go with Doom Patrol as a TV series. I would go with Daredevil season two, although I haven't seen three, but I've heard good things. 
2 is good. It's got the Punisher you put stuff. Season 2 above season 1? Yeah, to be completely honest because there's it's this the hallway fights are a lot better. The character like the stuff with the Punisher is great. I feel like I don't like the Electra stuff towards the end where it does fall off a cliff. Man. I would go with Jessica Jones season 1. I thought like the I mean season two of Daredevil is pretty good. I mean Spider Man two, by the way. No. Yeah, Spider Man two with uh, what's his name Alfred but, Molina's uh, Spider or Doctor Octopus. Man, remember Doc, when Doctor? Remember you like when Spider Man Alfred... two more than the Dark Knight? No, I'm saying on par. I wouldn't put it on. Oh, par. that wasn't the question though. It was like well, oh, any... oh, what well, is no, better? No, it was anything that could compete? Like yeah, I'm saying compete on. I go with on par for compete. Okay, John. I go. With, oh, and I'm still not done. Guardians oh. Volume two. I stick with that. Man, I'm walking. <laughs> See you guys. I'm not going to put any TV series because I don't think it's very fair. Like, TV shows have a lot like, Character more development. time. Yeah, so I don't, I'm not going to do any TV shows. I think that other things that could compete. Um, I th- oh, MASH it's, it's, season 10. That's tough. I think Guardians <laughs> won, not because it was a better film from, like, a film perspective, but I think from what Marvel has, it's a pretty solid, like, contender from, like, uh, how much the audience liked it and stuff. Um... Oh, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of what movies could compare to The Dark Knight. I can't Network. dissect it myself either because I can't, such different I can't do TV series because I have not caught up with everything there. I don't know if I ever will in my lifetime. But Green Arrow season two. Even looking at movies, you know, you can take apart Guardians because it's a, it's a team movie versus yeah. a solo The Dark Knight. So you might not want to compare those two. I think Marvel movies tend to be a lot like the 80s action films. They're not... They're like blockbuster made movies. They're made for that reason more than anything. I and think they the have dark, their, they I, have their own cliches too. Well, yeah, they're more they're more campy. They're more cliched. They're I, I think they're not more a dime a dozen, but they weren't trying to make one cinematic experience of Marvel. They're trying to make an entire you know fifty movie or whatever, however many it's going to be. They're going to wind up doing series. yeah. And I think that Dark Knight is more of like a psych thriller. It's a little more of like a one-off. This director is trying to make a movie that's going to change things. So I think they're different types of films. So I think it is tough. I saw the hand motion you made, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, I think there's you know really one film that competes with it, and that's Logan. Um, Logan, which you know that's not MCU. I don't think anything in the MCU besides maybe the first Avengers movie, in my opinion, competes. And I think Iron Man, to be honest, it's that's a movie where again you can turn it on any time. And you're just as immersed as if you were there from minute one versus minute fifty-five. Hey, or wait 54. a minute! He said that about Iron Man and Winter Soldier. He did. Okay, just making sure. Um, no, but I mean, Logan, I thought was the only real competitor, just because Logan to me is like, you know, it, it's just something different, and it feels, you know, it's like a travel movie, which I always like, but it's not as good as The Dark Knight. It is, it is competitive though, and it's it's similar dark tone. But I'm going to also put series in because the way I view a Netflix series where they release every episode in one day, you can call it a 13-hour movie. Um, and, you know, I thought The Dark... Uh, I mean, I don't think any one season of Daredevil competes, but I, I will say Daredevil is a better trilogy uh, as a, you know, than the Dark Knight trilogy. Right. Give The Dark Knight as many hours as you can have written for Daredevil, and I think it would be a lot stronger. If you had a 13-hour oh, yeah. Dark Knight... Ooh, baby i would never leave my room i'm oh. curious by the way were there any deleted scenes on the blu-ray and dvd releases of the dark knight christopher it's not christopher nolan's thing so he doesn't put deleted scenes in there he doesn't put much in there like they they asked would he, would he do like you know does he direct? put much thought like in memento well when it, there was not much in that when it comes to it's Chris, a good movie i hate that movie so much well peter i mean we're we're well you know i'm just gonna start art know. is lost on the ignorance all right peter you peter peter <laughs> i'm just gonna say this i'm officially crossing the border we're have, making the first terrorist attack <laughs> Why, you slap, little? folks? 
part out. Oh, I know. Of course you know. <laughs> I always this know. means war. <laughs> there we go. Um, Hold on, let me get my glove and I'll slap you like a southern dandy. But, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... What'd you guys think? Any other thoughts? Damn fine movie. Damn fine movie. Both great films. Yeah. Solid films. Correct. I was great watching these movies right before we saw them because I totally did that. I would have if you told me before the day of, Peter. Nah. You know, I you know here's the thing. Uh, the girl uses my Netflix. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she she was That's watching. A long hashtag. <laughs> she she was watching The Dark Knight last week and. Um, you know, I was, I was like, like, and I saw she was like watching it on Netflix. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I should really see that movie again. I'm not seeing it in a long time. And then I didn't watch it. And then I got invited <laughs> for this. It's perfect. Eddie? Full, full circle you have come. Okay. So now that we got that out of the way, what do you think? You want to check in with us? By all means, go right ahead. Message us on social media, on Facebook and all that, like we said at the top of the hour. You can also talk to us in our email bag, marvelous at gmail.com. Questions, comments, strongly worded letters, haikus, pictures of Spider-Man, blog posts about Spider-Man. Water bottles full of unknown liquids. Ew, that's gross. <laughs> but all of that stuff. We can skip the haikus, though. Uh, well, no, I like haikus. I Eddie those. Wilson sits. He is looking at Peter. This was a time waste. Thank you. On the fly. In the summer. John, I'm cut this part out, but please, like, just include like a uh, haiku kind of music. So, like, you know, like when you go to a Chinese restaurant, you some flute music. In yeah, there. flute music, like just like you know, very like Asian sounding. I kind of don't want John to edit this out. I want, I want to put in there. It's like go for Karate Kid stuff. No, because then we use the best around. <laughs> Miyagi. But message us in our email bag, <laughs> and yeah, let us know what you think, and. What can only follow now is the worst of the worst. And ladies and gentlemen, ladies and germs, ladies and Jeremy Bagley's, because uh, it starts. You were going with the just yeah, sound, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. That joke sucked. I'm sorry, Jeremy. Sorry, Jeremy. I am so sorry for yeah, your. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get. He's an, a top fan. I'm too. gonna I get. Mean, an, I'm gonna get annoyed. Text from him. It's just like be a, fan, our Captain America. No, you expert. don't say that. <laughs> See, that's who I should have been channeling is Jeremy Bagley during this whole discussion. He's our Captain America go-to. And like I said, we go from the best versus the best to the worst versus the worst. And what does that mean? <laughs> it sure yeah, does. It's Catwoman from 2004 starring Halle Berry versus... Howard Fuddock. Yes. 1986. The best movie ever made. And as of this recording, <laughs> I still haven't seen either movie. And the interesting thing about this is this. I have a weird feeling that I'm going to like Howard Fuddock more than I expected. Because apparently, I've told people this topic, many different people, and they go, I kind of like Howard the Duck. It wasn't that bad a movie. So I'm really excited to talk about duck tits. You, you, and you, you have you have Howard the Duck take a job in a sex motel. Oh man, I'm gonna love this movie. <laughs> so must be mating season. Nice. Is that a line in the movie? Yeah, I just saw oh. it. Okay, <laughs> for the why, first time. Why is he a band manager? You need to make money somehow. Ducks dude. rule. Tune in next week and find out <laughs> on the Marvelous. So for the Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. 
For the Marvelous Audio Team, I'm John Sherber. Why do they show nipples in the movie? <laughs> and I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior! Well